0: Josh Bertucini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting
1: a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there
0: and die for and play every game like it's my last.
1: It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all
0: right,
2: it's all about the little things. Streaming
1: live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJP.com.
2: You were man on fire last night on
1: the post, <laughs> you've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is prime time television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini.
2: We're doing it. So good to have you here. Josh Bertaccini with you in studio. It's the real NWA JB, and we're doing it on the digital broadcast front with you, the people, as we hang out for 90 minutes here today, getting after it. With an opportunity for you to weigh in on the conversation as well at the Real NWA JB. You can get it done for yourself realnwajb.com. Social media, it's uniform. It's the same the whole way across. And thanks so much for hanging out with us and getting a little sports radio in with us here today. For the Bunker Studio, Team B Media coming at you loud and clear across beautiful northwest Arkansas on this. 7th of the month of February. It's 2024. It's a Wednesday and we're getting that work in As we get the day revved up and take a look-see at everything going on in Arkansas, Razorback land and beyond. As we get after it. So good to have you here. A lot of options out there for you. On the media content, the mass media proliferated content we have these days and you're spending some time right here with us and that means... An awful lot. So, getting into the mix here early today. It's a bye week, not for the Super Bowl, but for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Super Bowl had its bye week last week. In fact, you look up now, we're only, what, four days away from the big game, baby. Super Bowl 58 in Vegas, baby, Vegas. The land where nobody knows nothing about what happened, it's it's a West Coast kind of East Coast in a way. Somewhere in the desert, you see what the mafia was doing. When they built that thing up. We do it out there in the in the sand. Nobody'll know what we're up to. All these years later, man, my goodness, that thing is—it's uh, a palace to money. I tell you what. Uh, some more on the Chiefs and Niners. I want to start to pick apart some of these Super Bowl fifty-eight prop bets. We've got some very interesting ones. I was marinating. Last night and a couple of these for Super Bowl MVP. How about Pacheco at 30 to 1 odds to be the MVP? Now, if you do lay a little bit of loot down, be smart about it. You want to try to avoid the the degeneracy when you put the mortgage payment on the line as much as possible. Let's be smart about the decisions we make. But hey, if you got a couple dollars to spend, who doesn't like having a square or two, right? You know what I'm talking about. Who doesn't like having a square or two when it comes to, you know, just seeing what that score is at the end of each quarter. Never completely understood the squares, but I'll be buying a few of them myself. And that's what we're working with. Niners stay in a one and a half point favorite. That line hadn't even moved. We will catch up with Phil Stanton coming up here in half an hour. Road to Omaha, lifelong college baseball aficionado and guru, and talk with them a little bit about the scene. Nationally, SEC, who are the best teams in the country this year? Sure looks like pretty much every year you you glance at the SEC West, you have multiple contenders, multiple teams who are going to have a chance to make a run. You got the last couple of national champions out of the West and in, in LSU last year and Ole Miss the year before. And my goodness, was it Mississippi state before that it's Arkansas's turn, baby. Come on. Give Arkansas run at this thing. Hopefully healthy the whole way through hogs. will start it up. If you stop me up with four games against James Madison, I'll never stop. Seems like they play for four months and don't stop until mid January. Cause they go so far each year. And they're in the postseason, 99% of the time under Dave Van Horn. you Yeah, the one aberration year. What was that 2016? That's the year we don't talk about. We don't talk about 2016. But Razorback baseball, ready next week to get it going. I'm fired up. I don't know about you, but the first six, seven months of Team B Media would have been nice if we had some wins to discuss. My goodness. I'll tell you what. And then you go around, you talk to your, your clients, your advertisers, your... Your sponsors, and they're like, JB, what happened to this? The basketball team's going to be good. What happened to Sam Pittman's ready to break out in year four? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't coach the teams. I don't play the games. I want to see this thing work out as much as anybody else does, okay? It's better for me and all of you when the Hogs win games. That has not happened a lot lately. Arkansas 3-14. and 14. Three wins out of its last 17 chances combined football and men's basketball. That is gross. Big picture for the Razorbacks right now. You know, you're glad softball and baseball are starting up. Basketball's been a trying season. You know, the women's team might make the tournament this year. That'd be good for them. See if Mike Neighbors get his first NCAA tournament win in what, eight, nine years of coaching them. So, I mean, that's mildly entertaining right now. I do like that they got Talia Scott back. On the guy's side of it, I mean, there's just not a lot to write home about. When your boy JB is spending as much time as I have, just full disclosure, I mean, talking about Devontae Davis and what kind of a role he will have on this team when he returns, it's not a great sign. Maybe not the best indicator that this season is going all that well. Now, if you're talking about Debo earlier in the year and, and does he fit on this roster after venturing into the, the NBA waters, testing things out of the combine, all right, you can talk about that in the summer and the fall. But it's, I mean, we're headed into the second week of, of February, y'all. It It is a month till springtime, if not less. It feels like spring right now, doesn't it? Temps in the 60s, pushing 70 every day. Climate change is a heck of a thing, man. When it's 135 degrees in July, just get out of town for a little while. Go to Antarctica on vacation or something. Not to be a thing eventually because it'll be uh, it'll be tropical there and not so hot. Um, We're uh, we're kind of stuck with a basketball team. That's that's frankly not very good. You're like, oh, you just realized this, Josh, two and seven playing Georgia. Oh, Georgia. On my mind. Coming up in, what, three days? All right, we're a little closer to it. A bye week this week. Now, we spent all the time right out the gates here. Five, six minutes ago, talking Super Bowl and prop bets, and I love Pacheco at 30-1. to I might say that all morning long. For the Super Bowl MVP, you got to get some cash return on that. Patty Mahomes is, you know, what a short odds, like 3-1. You can do better than that. Um, He probably will be MVP. But the point is here, when you think about the Razorback basketball team. It has been a bye week and maybe this bye week has come at exactly the right time. Maybe it has. Probably not. Seems like nothing will break this basketball team's way no matter what they do, which is really frustrating. Seems like they they can't catch a break. But Devo Davis back perhaps turns into something that you weren't expecting. Gives you a little energy burst. Gives you a shot in the arm, some extra stamina in the tank. And uh, I don't know what his role is. I thought y'all did a great job yesterday debating the best fit for Devo back on this Arkansas Razorback team. Right now, it's to me still a little bit shaky. Is he a starter? Is he a sixth man? Is he you know, a de facto coach who's really more of an energy and, and motivator on the bench alongside his teammates? I don't know what the role is for him. But I think it shows you again, Eric Musselman's a loyal guy. And if you've been with him through thick and thin, if you have uh, run the race with him, he's going to look out for you. He's not going to try to shove you off to the side. Like you don't matter. It's a big fan of Devo Davis. You heard him say he's like a son to him. And uh, most people would not get a first, a second, a third go round on the team. You know, you'd, you'd be done after the first, I'm not playing anymore, but that's not the way Mus operates. He's got his own system, his own principles and kind of set of rules and the way he goes about things. And it's different. And so the culture here at Arkansas is different. You now, easier for people to criticize. Oh, they don't, they don't fit right into that box. They're different. Yeah. That's what's made him good again. So uh, I, I'm hoping Arkansas gathers itself and plays a really good game on Saturday at five o'clock against Georgia. Right now, you can't count for anything out of this team. Uh, they're two and seven in the SEC, and basically backs against the wall. Like barring a miraculous, vicious turnaround where you win just a ton of games, you go like nine and one down the stretch. You know, eight and one uh, down the stretch. Then you go and win an SEC tournament game or two. It's not looking good. And we'll see what the future holds. Tons of talk lately about basketball coaches and players. And that's because we're in this season. But you got the conversations happening in the football and baseball worlds too. And you name the sport. It's going on right now. Because uh, people need money. It's, it's It's the world we live in. And it has bled over completely now to the NCAA. And it was probably only a matter of time. It really was, frankly, until we got to this spot, voices trying to resist, kind of blowing in the wind, like your boy JB. Oh, we don't don't need to pay the players. We don't need to – man, do those people look like they knew what they were talking about now because the paying of the players has become just absolutely disastrous here on every level. And you got the smaller programs getting – you know, pressed down on, stepped down on by the bigger ones. I think a lot of folks who cover the NCAA and, and college athletics in general, up close and personal, had an idea that was coming. Any number of y'all did too, that things were not set up equitably. They were not for people to all have a chance in college athletics. Now they weren't before, post pay the players, post NIL. It definitely doesn't feel like it's set up like that now. One of the major requirements coaches have regularly now when they negotiate new contracts, new situations, or even um, new jobs, period, for themselves and their staffs and whatever, they need those guarantees. They need to hear the words NIL money thrown at them. They need to have promises made about pools of cash that can be used to go and get players. You know, it's, it's not as illicit as some other things, right? You're not talking about potentially all kinds of other stuff. You're talking about player personnel and getting them to come play for your school. And if you think players aren't getting paid these days, you haven't woken up and, and smelled the coffee yet. I mean, you're like, what? One, two, three, four, five years too late, 10 years too late. I mean, you, you just haven't paid attention. They, they've been getting paid. They were paid a long time before this. It was a little more hush-hush. This idea, oh, we're going to make it out in the open. That'll legitimize it even more. Well, maybe not so much. And now what you have is, again, the ones with the cash flow, the big money schools like Missouri gets a $62 million check yesterday from an anonymous uh, alum. I wonder if there's any connect there some potential uh, SEC action going on. I think absolutely there is. That money is, is is there infused into their cash money pool to make them competitive. Go get more players. Go get who you want. And Eli Drinkwood's coming off a 10-win year there. I guess plus a bowl game. It's 11, right? Unbelievable. Missouri won that that many games. Eli Drinkwood's can go and look Mr. $62 million or Mrs. $62 million or whoever gave it to him. You know, in the face and say, I want such and such to go and get this guy and this guy and this guy, and I'll still have forty million dollars to work with. Like, right? What's the going rate for a good quarterback these days? A million, two million a year in college? At least. I mean, didn't the man and grandson get like three million a year? This just the way it is. Oh, they're they're kids. Don't you talk about the kids. Don't talk about Bruno. Don't talk about Devo. College athletics is jacked. This is not a realization that we've come to all of a sudden this morning. It doesn't mean it's over either. I think far from that. I think the fact that it's so jacked is going to lead us into all kinds of legislation and debates. And I mean, you got Congress can't even vote on anything in this country, completely dysfunctional and paralyzed. I don't know if you're going to say national congressional action is needed, but probably some more rules and regulations to keep this thing in line. We like to take shots. We don't like rules. We don't like regulations. Yeah, without that stuff, we have complete and total chaos in society and as we're seeing right now in the world of college athletics. How much do you think Debo Davis is getting paid a year to be at Arkansas? It ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. How much do you think KJ Jefferson was getting paid to be here last year? Oh, it was a lot more than nothing. Now you take Arkansas and you compare it to an Ivy League school you know, a Mountain West school, it look like you got a pretty decent coffer there. Like you got the cash money to throw around and go get some names. But then you compare it to an Alabama, a Georgia, you know, teams that appear to be on the rise, a Michigan right now, Ohio State. And the money Arkansas is working with y'all is not where you want it to be. It's not what you want. You want more or what you want is perhaps less. Maybe you need a salary cap. Maybe you need to do something to, quote, level the playing field, right? Unquote. I know in America, we we hesitate with that. Oh, it's, it's about getting what you can until it gets too top heavy. And then you do have to look out for the little guys. I'm not calling Arkansas a 100% little guy. That's not what I'm saying here this morning, but... So much going on right now in the world of college sports. A lot of legislation being debated, uh, debated. A lot of folks trying to get a a voice out there and get their get their agenda at least heard, if not signed off on. And it's uh, it's kind of unbelievable to watch it all unfold to see what's happening. Heck, yesterday you get ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers all merging together to launch a standalone television streaming service, more and more cord cutting at the local traditional media levels, which means what more and more we are at the whims of the internet in the digital age. It's just the way it's going. And uh, the money in play is, is not lessening at all right now as this stuff goes down. So fascinating times, transformative stuff. And if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, listen to the top of the show this morning. What's the end point of this discussion? Don't get left behind. Don't get left out of the party. You know, and that doesn't mean that you got to give your life savings to Arkansas Edge or Cliff or whatever they're calling the thing to try to lift the programs up. It's to me, it's much bigger than the Joes and Jimmys and, and Jennys and Janes just throwing their money at the Hogs. It's a lot bigger than that. And it needs to be about the bigger name sponsors and boosters, and it needs to be more systematic. You need a process, and you need some more transparency on that process, but you certainly need an infusion of NIL cash money at Arkansas or whatever school you're at, to continue to have a chance, to continue to compete and be in the fight. And right now, Arkansas, you heard Sam Pittman saying it. You're hearing some talk out of Eric Musselman, although that one's been more behind the scenes. But uh, And David Horn's been very upfront and open about it. We need your dollars. We need your money. We need to go and buy or sell some more players. And uh, facilities are part of that too, certainly, and all the rest of it. But you need the player personnel to compete. And to win games and have a chance on the big stage. And what happens then when you win? People feel good. They buy more of your product, your merchandise, your ticket sales. The donations go up. The sponsorships go up. That economic engine gets humming. not that it's all about the money in this country and on this planet, but kind of. 725. Good conversation out the gates. Talking big picture college athletics and the woes that have befallen the sporting world that we love so much and that we talk about every day on this show. How do you fix it? That's kind of more what I'm into. What do do you do? Do you turn to to coaches and players? Do you turn to commissioners? You don't dare turn to DC, do you? How do you fix it? Question of the day. Does college athletics need a salary cap? Hey, that's not a bad way to phrase it. Does college athletics need... A salary cap, and we'll get some of your answers in on that as we work our way through the course of the conversation. Phil Stanton, in about 20 minutes, talk some big-picture college baseball, look at some of the best teams nationally and around the country, and then Jackson Collier, shortly after 8 o'clock, our man from Arkansas rivals. Talking Hogs, as they get set for Georgia, coming up on Saturday night at 5 o'clock, as we mentioned, people's post-game show, blackjack-style number 21. Comes your way right afterwards, thinking 7 7 15, as you make your way home from the game on Saturday night. Should be a beautiful day. Headed for a high around 70 degrees. Yep, just a week into February. Josh cheating with you. Bunker Studio getting it Herman's done. Herman's Rib House. We'll, we'll take, take a time out. Come back A next? tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu. The Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's. Celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas,
0: and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, 501-374-7000
1: Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong too. You name it, they got it and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville.
2: See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric, residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help. Taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering northwest Arkansas and north central Arkansas and the River Valley. Accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at BlueKangarooPackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. baseball anywhere from two to five depending where you're looking as far as the preseason polls it's got a feel for it as we continue now from our good friend phil stanton at road to omaha arkansas razorback baseball i mean it's it's at the least established itself as a perennial top 10 kind of program right
0: well they absolutely have um you know each year you end up losing some real quality players but Programs like Arkansas are able to reload uh, and kind of the way that you have to do it now, um, which Van Horn, you know, I think is kind of old school where you want to bring in good freshman class because you want to be able to develop those guys. But then you have to look in the portal and see what's available there. So you bring in some transfers along and then it's just a matter of, of being able to get everybody to mesh together.
2: He seems like he's taken to the new landscape of recruiting in college. You brought up Van Horn already. Talking with Phil Stan at Road to Omaha, one of the best college baseball minds out there. Longtime friend of the show. Thank you, folks, for tuning in today and spending a little time with us. Seems like Van Horn, who's, who's what now? Early 60s. He has, I mean, gotten better with age. Kind of like a fine wine, but more so, he's evolved. He's adapted. And he's done a great job of fundraising. I mean, all we got to do is look at the complex and the stadium and the rest of it. Razorback Baseball, one of those handful of programs out there that's kind of self-sufficient, Phil.
0: It is. And another key to that fundraising now is NIL. Yes. Um, Yes. Baseball, still has just 11.7 scholarships to spread over the whole roster. So... You know, even though you may not like it, the NIL is is a part of it, and so to be able to entice, you know, some of those top players to come in, there's got to be some some NIL money to go along with. And facilities are huge, and you know, all you have to do is just look throughout the SEC as to what everybody's done. You've got to you've got to stay up to par with with what everybody else has to be able to. To attract those freshmen and those transfers,
2: hundred percent. I love that you're coming out with numbers. Why is baseball still working with seemingly on the roster a much smaller percentage of scholarships than than some of the other big sports out there?
0: Yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. I, I think the the NCAA is, I guess they're they're probably putting in more time with with baseball and basketball. Yeah, um, the the. Baseball folks have been calling for getting that, that, uh, that number raised, and maybe it will. They had been calling for a long while to get a third full-time assistant. That finally got passed. Mm-hmm. So I think the next hurdle that they'll look at is trying to get that scholarship uh, level raised.
2: Let's go big picture, Phil. Does college athletics need a salary cap? Probably. Probably. Um,
0: right, yeah. And, and I know it's crazy to, to think about it. And then is it a matter of, is it for your whole department? Is it sport by sport? Um, right, right. It's, it's it's crazy. But, you know, things that are taken into account in pro sports now are going to trickle down. If you are going to be uh, giving players money, there probably does need to be a cap so that, you know, again, there's there's kind of a level playing field. And I, and I would assume they would do it, you know, sport by sport.
2: I think that's a great thought out of you, and I think you're 100% right because the numbers are just so drastically different from sport to sport. You're going to have to have certain bodies, monitor some kind of presence there to make sure that each sport has got its own kind of playing field, you know, pun intended. Phil Stane, great thoughts, big picture. On our college athletics conversation, this guy's forte is college baseball. And, we are 1 week away from the party starting here. Arkansas opens with James Madison then down to Arlington for some great matchups early against Oregon State and Oklahoma State and even Michigan as they start the season. I'm seeing Arkansas top 5 pretty much everywhere, Phil. What do you make of the Razorbacks this year?
0: Well, I think they've I think they've got some good veterans coming back. I think on paper they have a really good Weekend rotation. Um, Hagan Smith is so on almost everybody's preseason All America list. He's exactly what you want as
1: an ace. Um, he's, you know, he's pitched in in tons of
0: big games over his first two years. Um, he, he's just a perfect guy to be that anchor for the rotation. Um, and then you've got um, Tiger coming back. Uh, and then they've got a transfer coming in from Texas Tech, Mason Molina, mm-hmm. um, who's a left-hander. So if you would go Smith, Tigered Molina, you go left, right, left mm. for your weekend rotation. Uh, and then there's there's some veteran arms that are coming back, but there's a lot of freshman arms that are coming in. So like next weekend for that first series with with James Madison, a four-game series. That's going to be a great opportunity for Coach Van Horn to throw out a lot of those arms and just see what they can do in game action.
2: Absolutely. And then offensively, I mean, they return so much a lot of additions, a lot of transfers, like you mentioned already, but still some continuity on this team with. You know, Peyton Stovall back for another year. Peyton Holt, who broke out last year into the mix for you. Kendall Diggs, one of my favorite players, has really become kind of dynamic as an all-around weapon. So continuity plus high-end transfers equals what? Hopefully a really good offense for Van Horn again. You would think so, Phil?
0: On paper, it definitely looks like it should be. I think it'll be a matter of um, you know, early in the season, they may tinker with the lineup a little bit. Trying to figure out what what's the best order, what, you know what spots are best for the guys, and they probably got a good indication of that through scrimmages. But you know those those early games, um, you know you move some guys around and see. And, and I anticipate too that it's going to be another team that's going to be really strong defensively. So you're going to have that good defense to go along with that strong pitching. Yeah.
2: Seems like the SEC West is winning titles left and right. Heck, throw in Vanderbilt. The SEC as a whole is winning titles left and right. The Razorbacks have not been able to close the deal yet. So close back in 2018. And man, it seems like they go to Omaha every two, three years because they do. Do you think Arkansas is one of those teams that can win it all this year? It sounds like as you start with pitching, you, you kind of buy it this year, Bill. Yeah, I definitely
0: have a shot. Yeah. Um, the thing on paper, as we head into the season, Wake Forest is really loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a lot of guys back from last year. They've Burns transferred in from Tennessee. I mean, that's that's a huge get for them on the mound. Um,
1: LSU, Texas A&M are both going to be really, really strong in mm-hmm. the West. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Florida, Vanderbilt, uh, Tennessee, all are going to be really strong over in the East. So it really looks like it's going to be another great year for SEC baseball
2: I was just going to say Phil it's the SEC and everybody else I know you're you're there on the east coast and you want to look out for your boys on the mid-Atlantic seaboard and you should but uh, hey look I'm a northeast guy by by upbringing myself SEC baseball is where it's at man this league is in a class all by its lonesome right now
1: well it
0: really is when you th- I mean the, the best players in the country are there and they're either recruited out of high school hmm or they're going to transfer in, yeah. And you know, kids, kids that are around the country, that you know, maybe play their freshman or their sophomore year somewhere else. They're watching games on TV, and they're watching what teams make it to Omaha. Yeah, they're going to see that there's so many from the SEC that are there. So that that is definitely. Um, you know, help with the recruiting for the high school kids as, as well as for the the transfers. And those transfers are going to be whether they're from four-year schools or whether they're from junior colleges.
2: Uh, Hogs will see Oregon State, their nemesis from from five six years ago. They'll see them in Arlington. I'm thinking of your boys, Virginia, there in your neck of the woods. I'm thinking what Clemson uh, maybe TCU Dukies were good last year. I mean, SEC is loaded, but it doesn't mean there aren't dangerous teams at the tops of some other leagues.
0: Well, you're right. Yeah. I, I still think the RDP is going to be the strongest when you look at them from top to bottom,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, there's just not going to be easy weekends. I think uh, with a lot of the other, t- the teams, uh, the, uh, other conferences, ACC is going to be top-heavy. I think the Big 12 is going to be top-heavy. Um, the West Coast doesn't look to be as, as strong this year. Oregon State looks right now to be head and shoulders above everybody else guy. out there on the West Coast. I think UCLA could be, but uh, I mean, the strength is going to be the, the SEC, and then I think the ACC and the Big 12 will kind of be battling behind them.
2: I mean, the health of the sport as we started talking some NIL and salary cap made it sound shakier than it is. I really do believe college baseball. Comp- and we talk about this every time I have you on, Phil, certainly as we start the season with your first spot each year. But, you know, the 10 plus years you and I've been doing some radio together here. It seems like every year we talk, the sport's more popular. It's got more fans. Feels like college baseball Despite all the stuff going on off the field with some other sports, college baseball is in a pretty healthy place right now. Overall.
0: I think that it is one thing that has helped. Well, a couple of things that have helped one with the draft cutting back to just 20 rounds. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kids that are staying. um, Well, there's, there's some high school kids that are going on to college that, you know, maybe they get drafted in the 23rd round and, they signed just because they want to be able to say they signed. But, mm-hmm. uh, you've got a lot of juniors that are now staying for a fourth year. You've got some uh, junior college kids that, that aren't going into the draft, that they're now going into four-year schools. So I think the talent level uh, is much stronger than it than it has been. I think TV coverage has helped a ton. Absolutely. Uh, there's There's so many games that are on the the SEC network, the ACC Network, the Big Ten network, um, you know once you get through um, conference basketball tournaments, they're heavy on the weekends with with college baseball. So I think that has really helped to grow it as well. and And then the you know the coverage that the postseason gets with regionals, super regionals, and then the College World Series in Omaha. I think college baseball is in a, in a really, really good place.
2: And a final thought out of you, a guy who knows the history of the game as well as any of our guests out there. Uh, Mike Martin, the legendary skipper at Florida State, passing away just shy of 80, 40 years as a head coach, 2,000-plus wins. Guy won all kinds of stuff, produced crazy talent at the next level, too. How about a quick final thought on one of the great coaches of all time?
0: Well, he was such a gracious man, too. I mean, he was a fierce competitor when he was on the field, but uh, in thinking of talking with him uh, during post-game press conferences, you know, just as gracious as could be. Obviously, he wanted to win every game, mm-hmm. but he would give credit to the opposing teams when they won. And it really was a shame that he was never able to get a national championship. He had a lot of the Seminole teams that got out to Omaha. Uh, but was never able to to win the title. But um, you know, an outstanding coach. It, it's sad that he didn't have a longer retirement yes. to be able to yeah. to enjoy that. But uh, just a, a wonderful man and a tremendous coach.
2: I love hearing that from somebody who who got to know him a little bit. Just that. He was as classy as he seemed to be. And you know, the older I get to Phil, the less winning a national title seems to matter when I was there. Oh, you got to have a ring. You got to have a ring, man. It is so hard. And so many things have to go right. Bigger picture. The guy won way more than he lost and was beloved by so many people that he influenced. Great spot at a Phil Stanton. Phil, you sounded as good as ever at road to Omaha. It remains one of my favorite Twitter handles. One of our college baseball gurus, out there, and we'll be talking with him off and on throughout the season. Phil, thank you so much for the quality time today, my friend. Enjoy the start of the year, okay? Thank you, thank you. you as well. All right, great spot. We'll get Phil up on the podcast later today. And obviously it's just past eight o'clock, so we are uh an hour in. Take a time out. We'll come back. Jackson Collier joins the mix. Get it back to Razorback Basketball. I haven't talked too much on the hog side of it today. Is hope. All done for this Razorback basketball team. And uh, we'll get a little picture out of Jackson Collier on some of the coaching stuff, too. Hang tight. Team B Media, the real NWAJB. We're coming back. A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, course cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229.
1: Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville, for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top-notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With a scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com.
2: Hey, guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49. Online, olsonclinic.com.
1: Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461.
0: Everybody get up.
2: It's a phenomenal move by the folks at ESPN and Fox and Warner Brothers. And it's kind of amazing to see all of these rivals, all of these networks who previously were in competition with each other. We're talking direct competition and still are in competition when it comes to a lot of the playing surfaces in the world of mass media. But now they're banding together, at least in the short term. To start a standalone network that's going to have a lot of sports streaming as we make our way through some headlines of the day. Again, The Real NWAJB, your boy Josh Bertaccini in studio here at Bunker Studio Style, courtesy TMB Team B Media. And if you're listening to us live, it's because you're smart. You understand how to press a couple of buttons. You do. You get it. And different buttons, too, I understand. Takes a little bit of effort. You've got to want that program you're listening to. And that's what it's all about these days. You choose, you have more control, you have more say over your content than ever before. But back to one of the lead stories of the day, I think we're all going to be buying subscriptions. I say all of us, most of us, I will certainly be buying a subscription to this new standalone streaming app. And what does it mean for local television? What does it mean for the cable companies? Nothing good. Then again, when have they been looking out for... The common folk like me and you, never. So now you got the the pushback in, in streaming there. Obviously, you have folks like our production company and this show who are venturing out into the digital broadcasting spaces. I've been told other folks are, are, are trying to do similar things even locally. Good luck with it, I say. I mean, you, you got to have a lot of things going on in your business model to make it work. And certainly uh, to make it last. So I'm very curious as to what the short-term and the long-term consequences are of this new streaming deal as the times they are a-changing. Some guy, Bob, was it Dylan? Bob? Robert Zimmerman? I can't remember the name, but good songwriter. Decent, he's got a chance to have a career. The times they are a-changing. Other headlines as we make our way through the morning. Question of the day is up. We spent a lot of time talking about it out the gates today. College athletics at a crossroads or maybe way down the road already. Our question of the day, does the NCAA need a salary cap system? Does the NCAA need a salary cap system? And we'll give you a few options up on the social media board. No way. No way. It's a free market system, baby. Definitely. Like, yeah, we need we need it. Or something else, which I'm fine with if you want to go in that direction. I would just strongly encourage you to give me the something else. Give me a write in thought. Give me a, a an idea as we work our way through. All right. Um, so we got that going on. Arkansas will not play basketball again until Saturday night against Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Georgia on my mind. That's coming up around the corner. Meanwhile, as we continue to work our way through the morning, you got some big-ticket items. Jose Altuve, a five-year, $125 million extension from the Astros. Guys, a short thing, Hall of Famer. You know, uh, sign-stealing scandal or not. And what a clutch postseason player he's been. More postseason home runs than any uh, player there in, in postseason games late. Uh, what's the stat? Seventh inning or later to tire, put his team in front. It's an incredible stat and he's got more of those. Now you play more postseason games now than you used to, but obviously Altu- Altuve a, uh, an incredible career and going to, you would think retire as a Houston Astro. Now um, Michigan has lost its defensive coordinator. Jesse Minter is going to join his mentor Jim Harbaugh in the NFL, he'll be their defensive coordinator after a season as Vanderbilt's defensive coordinator. That is a meteoric rise for him as he goes up the ranks. Hoops last night, NBA land, Knicks beat Memphis. That was a feisty effort by the Grizz. We here, oh, we here. Y'all Grizz fans, I mean, you have no chance right now, obviously without John ja Morant, but doesn't mean the team is pl- still playing hard. 19 points for Williams, 16 for Jackson. Derek Rose still in the league. Unbelievable. He had seven. Um, Knicks get 32 out of DiVincenzo, 27 out of Brunson. No Randall, no noonbeat no matter. How about the Knicks? 16 and three since the start of the calendar year. 16 and three, best record in the league over the last uh, five weeks and showing no signs of slowing down anytime soon. They get some players back. Watch out now. Dallas goes into Brooklyn, thumps the nets by 12. Dallas is starting to surge a little bit. Five over 500, only 30 games to go. Down the stretch we go. In the NBA season, 36 for Kyrie. Doncic's one of those freakish nights. 35 points, 18 rebounds, nine assists. How do you have just one turnover? When well, the ball is in your hands that much, just one turnover, for Doncic in 43 minutes. It's just kind of unbelievable. Trade deadline in the NBA is tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. Good spot with our boy Brian Taporic yesterday from Forbes and um, SB Nation Bleacher Report, giving us a little background on some deals that might go down, including some rumors about Bron Bron in L.A., but I can't see that marriage getting broken up already. You got Daniel Gafford on Washington, the former Razorback. Um, being talked about as well as a guy who might be on the move. So we'll keep you posted on those fronts. Oilers had their win streak snapped at 16 consecutive games. That's a wrap. And um, second longest winning streak in, in NHL history, which is kind of unbelievable. But that's what you got out of Edmonton, who has uh, been playing some really good hockey and still finds itself, what, fifth in the West? I mean, they were below 500 until they got red hot and started surging. So um, NHL, much like the NBA, headed down the stretch as we see this thing get late, fast. And uh, it happens in a hurry, doesn't it? It happens in a hurry. What else here? Preseason, national polls. We'll talk some college baseball with Phil Stanton coming up after the break, but very interesting stuff there as the Hogs are anywhere from second to fifth, depending on the poll that you're looking at. And it's been impressive to watch them get as much love as they have. On that note, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll talk with Phil Stan, at Road to Omaha College Baseball Insider and uh, obviously founder and owner, and look forward to getting some thoughts out of him on how good the Hogs are going to be compared to the SEC and teams around the country this year. Get a little perspective It's the real NWA JB. Josh Bertaccini with you in-studio. If you're listening live, thanks for being here. If you're not, thanks for being here. Listen on your own time how you need to listen. All right. Good stuff earlier with Phil Stanton at Road to Omaha. Really enjoyed that conversation. College baseball creeping up on us right around the corner. And I can't wait for it. Bomb Walker going to be rocking. We'll be hanging out with 10,000 of our closest friends and enjoying some great weather. And some high quality college baseball here in no time. Appreciate the thoughts out of Phil Stanton, of course, at Road to Omaha, Jackson Collier on the college basketball. Our question of the day today, we put it out there for you on the social media, asking you point blank Does the NCAA need a salary cap system? And how about the lopsided nature of this response? 70% of folks say definitely. On the Twitter machine, 70% saying definitely, 4% saying no way. Look at that unbelievable disparity, 70% to 4%. Mm. Something else getting 26% of the vote. So does the NCAA need a salary cap? 70% definitely, 4% no way, and 26% Think something else. You can call it something else if you want, but it doesn't mean it's not a salary cap, right? How about the Facebook page? Facebook.com slash the real NWAJB. Kevin definitely needed salary cap. Please stop the nonsense. Michael, yes, they need to do something to level the playing field. They can't completely put the cat back in the bag, but rein it in, folks. That's a good one out of Mikey. Bryce, salary cap isn't a bad idea, Joshua, but I think they've already missed the boat on that one. The NCAA really did a terrible job here. Absolutely, it did. D-dubs, something else entirely, but it's an idea to get the ball rolling. I just hate that we're going this direction. Not going this direction. Been this direction, Darren. We've been here. We live here. In the chaos of college athletics. How about Chris? A fair question, JB, and I don't have an opinion on it yet. I mean, I'm sure you do, Christopher, and I think there's a little facetiousness there. Chris not liking uh, some of our conversations last week. Neither did Joe. My guy Joe B. Appreciate the email, Joe. Says, we need something. It was always a level playing field, and now it's just rampant, wild, wild west. Joshua J., absolutely and definitely. Jack, definitely. Tracy, yes. Follow the NFL's example, guys, and figure it out. I like that out of Tracy. How about my guy, Mike? Big Mike. They just need some sort of rule system. Right now, it's a crazy open market. Dan, yes. Something to make more for a fair playing field for everybody. Johnny T, definitely. Greg, something else. Vanessa, have to figure something else out. Cody, NIL limitations per player of some kind. I don't know what you call it. But right now, chemistry getting killed all over the place. Rosters changing and everybody else getting lunch money. I'm not sure exactly what that means, Cody, but I like your style. It almost sounded like a hip hop lyric. It did. It was popping. It was popping. On that note, if you don't know by now. I'm going to tell you right now that you can listen to this show on your own time. Podcast platforms proliferating throughout the audio universe. Give us, what, 10 minutes after the show wraps and it'll be out there for you. Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, whatever your preferred listening method, you will be good to go. And uh, I encourage you to uh, to do it that way on your own time, if you get the time. Otherwise, don't do it that way. Do it your own way. Uh, listen to it live here. Podbean, live at our website, TheRealNWAJB.com. Of course, YouTube on the post-game Shows as well. It's been a fun morning of conversation. No basketball game tonight for the Hogs. It's a little odd, right? That we're in the middle of the week and we don't get a basketball game around the corner. It's a little bit odd, but you know what? We will get a chance to hear from Eric Musselman as he uh, gives us a feel for the Georgia game that's coming up. I guess in the course of the conversation tomorrow, we get that sound. We'll play it for you, and obviously, getting ready for this NBA trade deadline too around the corner. I think deals are a coming. And we'll keep you posted. I wonder if the Thunder make an addition to their roster and rotation. If they are knocking on the door of something. And on that note, we're going to call it good for Team B Media and the entire crew here in the Bunker Studio. Appreciate Jackson Collier, Phil Stanton, all you fine folks for listening. And those of you for sharing some thoughts as well for furthering the conversation. Headed for high close to 70 today. Get outside, take a walk, get some fresh air. It'll do you good. The Real NWAJB. I'm Josh Berticini. Back at you. 7 o'clock tomorrow. Have a fantastic day, y'all. We'll see you.